Good morning, and welcome to our continuing series, Explorations in Savagery, as always with our brother, Allah. We're about to enter the month of February, a very, very important month, Mother's birthday, 21st, Orville's 50th birthday, 28th, and the 29th. Can you say something on the 29th, about the 29th? <clears throat> 29th will, I mean, January, you're talking of 29th February. February, yeah, that'll come. Uh, in 2020, <laughs> that'll be a special year. This year we close with, uh, we have to be content with 28th February. 28th February, yes. right. Uh, or wills special birthday. Mm. We have been having the same theme on the new creation, old creation and the (coughs) new creation. Uh, But uh, what is interesting is that, you know, we talk about all this and we spoke last time about nature's uh, collaboration. Yes, yes. Uh, The interesting part is that we see it in children. Yesterday I was having an interaction with all the with children who are 13, 14 year old and even less than that the kind of questions they ask the kind of insights they have uh, I mean that's where the new creation is there it's it's very clear these are children from Mumbai? These are the, these are the children from Delhi from Delhi? yes and uh, I Mother's have International from Mumbai school. tonight 32 of them Mother's International School they come ah. regularly Mm-hmm. And uh, all over the world, I've seen children, even from small villages. Uh, and it's amazing. They intuitively understand many things. Uh, you know, you can discuss with them about the Gita, about uh, creation, about creator, anything. And they are so open to understanding things. They, are, they have their own insights. So that's what I think is going to change this world. Uh, not governments and resolutions. So while we have celebrations and um, things like, you know, (laughs) the 60th anniversary and 50th anniversary, I always feel they are okay. They are okay as a reminder. They are also important to like a cyclic thing. It gives a boost, impulsion. But the real um, event, the, the drama of the unfolding, the enactment, is going on uh, most unexpectedly. Every moment. Every moment. And uh, for example, regarding Darshan Day, the mother spoke of it uh, when someone asked that what do, what should be, what is it like uh, on Darshan Day? She said um, earlier it was different. Earlier it was a special day chosen for the descent of uh, the forces because they would normally not come in contact with earth. So on these special days, Sri birthday, Mother's birthday and of course uh, other days, um, the other two days which were added, they would be in concentration of these forces onto earth and through Mother and Sri they would spread to everyone. Yes. But after the later on, especially this is a conversation of 1958. She says later on, it's no more like that. 
So very often in fact she says on Darshan day or around that period, not on Darshan day but around that period, a lot of dark forces come because they gather around and uh, they want to also, I think, I put it in different way, they also want to have their share of light. <laughs> so, so then she was asked then what is the purpose of Darshan days now? She said to spread the message outside. Uh, then she explains also, it means that there is something which we have tried, tested, confirmed and then it spreads outside. And I think something similar happens when we have these celebrations. It's uh, more for uh, the message of the new creation going all over the world. Rather than the actual new creation taking place, uh, she says that nowadays the descents are not taking place necessarily on these days, but they take place unexpectedly. And basically we have to be open, vigilant, uh, observant and most unexpectedly these descents take place. So <laughs> I think it is the hour of the unexpected more, yes, more yes. than, yeah. I know that uh, they want to do great celebrations in Oroville and I said, you just survived for 50 years. <laughs> Also, the, uh, the other part is uh, we have to be so careful of the vital not coming in. We, yes. It has a tendency to creep in and uh, spoil everything. You know, it, uh, Mother has said so beautifully that the advent of a new world is not uh, announced by the beating of drums. Drums, exactly. So, um, uh, it's, uh, it's one part of it and it's, it's anyways good that, you know, 50 years, 50 years in the life of a... A new civilization which is going to come up, if you may use the word, is nothing. Yes, it's just infancy, yes. just beginning to breathe, and that is wonderful. Good to remember. Uh, I received a letter from a Protestant minister the other day, oh. and at the bottom of the letter it says, "Be the change you would like to see in others." Wow, wonderful! I think that's the important wow. message. If we could somehow become. So I was thinking, I had originally thought that, you know, the theme of old creation, the new creation, maybe we could uh, rest because we had about seven sessions and start a new theme on creator and the creation. Uh, but if I thought we can have, since we have an interlude, if there are any questions, because we have, you know, we just uh, let it just flow and certainly. So if there are any questions, any anything that anyone wants to share. Not regard, only about Savitri, but... Uh, uh, we had the theme of old and new creation, about yeah. that or any other theme. Otherwise, we will go on to this new thing. It's a good sign. Mm -hmm. so, no questions, so we can uh, go on to this theme of creation and the creator. And uh, from that sense, we can understand the um, 29th February or, or rather the 20th February this year is uh, yeah, this year. connection of that. So one thing we know is that uh, we are told, or rather one thing we know is about this creation. And we know what it is. And we know it is in a mess. One has to be either a totally blind to see this mess. Uh, the issue is 
not not only you know people spend a lot of philosophical um, they ruminate about what is the reason for this and there are various kinds of thoughts various kinds of philosophies some try to absolve the creator from the creation and they pass on the load to the those who are struggling upon earth human beings and their karmas some because they see this condition they say there is no creator there is no god or if there is one he is full oh. of these things yeah which which, which are manifesting upon yes. earth but shirobindo brings in a unique perspective and this perspective is that god is evolving here see this old creation is not cut off from the new creation but old creation carries within it the seed of new creation because that's how the yoga of transformation proceeds yoga of transformation is not bringing something entirely new from somewhere and replacing this it's not a replacement replacement is an easy thing you take away one and you bring in another it is a transformation by its na- very nature it means steadily applying something that was no more not yet available on earth on to that which is here and slowly by the application of this new thing which we may use the word the touchstone the alchemist energy to transmute this into its divine equivalent which means that this world as we experience now is like a shadow world within it, within its womb there is the seed of light we have uh, this often seemingly enigmatic phrase god shall grow up while well, the, the wise men talk and sleep yes, yes. but it's it's the divinity growing up in yes, matter yes in matter that's true it's already the seed is there up till now its evolution has taken place within the wraps of the darkness just like a plant or a seed buried inside earth grows for a long time under the cover of darkness yet it is growing toward the light and now the time has come when just a little sprout has begun to blossom and receive the light and still there is a long journey because um, when the seed is growing in darkness there are certain things required but the moment it comes into the light there will be on rush of forces it's visible it's tangible yes. it is noticeable the forces of darkness rush on to it to destroy the seed it may dry up because of the excess light and heat it cannot bear and many other levels of adventure are still in the making and it is going to be because we have the assurance of shirobindo and the mother but we need to understand now that the dynamics of evolution have changed so evolution up till now when it is in darkness mean thereby that human beings had by and large accepted that this is the state upon earth and the new creation was there mainly is either in dreams visions trance or sometimes uh, some mystics who crossed over to the other side they brought in that there is some world of bliss out there but now because the new creation is beginning to sprout we'll begin to see its reflection even in children and this is going to upset the balance we read last time that it's going to change the measures of the world many things which uh, the old creation had accepted the fixed positions the approach to life 
they are going to collapse like all religions which try to cave in human thought and its mm-hmm. expansion within a certain limit that's going to give way we are going to enter into a new era where there will be an endless progression so this is what i feel um, is happening now uh, the seed is sprouting it has sprout but but even without touching the supermental action on earth this is very important yes because we are affected whether we are conscious of it or yes. not yes and mother said very beautifully she said the old ways work no more one of the things she said was that the ego no more has authority and it's so true you can see such a simple thing so if you have to deal let's say with children interaction with children you can't do it on the basis of ego's authority no you can't say i am your dad i am your mom or in a school i am your teacher you better listen to me it's gone something else will work and i think what is going to work in 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 times to come is truth meaning thereby that um, you can't say things just on the ego's authority but you have to uh, discover the grain of truth and help the child in discovering it and it needs sometimes um, uh, when a child is uh, only at the level of rationality to rationally discuss with him things it helps reason cannot touch truth we all know it but he has to be led from that point to arrive there where he discovered that well to discover truth i have to take a leap also the truth that is within within us within us and within the heart of the child that's why uh, social niceties social norms i don't know how it has been uh, in the other side of the globe but in india there is overwhelming sense of societies grip on the individual so that is going to go away because unless it comes with authenticity and genuineness from within the heart of the child he is not going to accept just social norm and social niceties and he'll spot falsehood yeah, immediately yes, yes. So, this is an amazing so, thing about these kids so a simple thing like the ego's <coughs> authority is gone you know yeah. also it lead to rebellion in many parts of the yes, world yes. youth unrest collective rebellions because if you try to that's why dictatorship is now a short lived thing it cannot you know but there was a time when dictators were so helpful the world advanced because of dictators if there was a good dictator the the nation progressed if there was a bad dictator it collapsed but it was the age of dictators all over the world you know whether you call them kings or whatever monarchs they were all absolute fellows but now it is gone so now every individual says that i have a say in whatever i have to do that's how democracy came in it has its own flaws and you know fault lines but it's an indication of the times that we are living in it also means if there is the um, the ego's authority is going away it means that human beings are bound to experience another kind of conflict than they have experienced so far uh, so far the conflict has been between my authority and your authority both conflicts of two egos and whose ever ego was strong that fellow had the bigger say it was the larger ego gigantic ego crushing the other ego and so when mother was asked about punishment punishing a child she said what do you mean by punishment who are you to punish a child and then she says just because you are a little more grown up and you have a little more strength imagine if a giant picked you up and shook you 
and put you somewhere where would you stand <laughs> so don't behave like that so that has gone now the conflict is not between me and others but human beings are beginning to experience a new conflict which i think in psychological realm it's not yet come it's the conflict within of the ego self and the new self which is emerging and it's taking place in very strange ways like um, up till now times have already begun to change so when we say up even as we say up till now world is changing but let's say 10 years back um, the ego chose marriage relationships um, career all these were chosen by the ego self it was based on how it will uh, you know my ambitions and social expectations from us ultimately you know i want to be somebody recognized in the eyes of others but now there is a new self which is emerging which says i want an expression of my own truth they don't use the word always like this so people are going into outlandish ways of life because they are exploring their own truth and its expression in the world so all this is happening uh, leading to a kind of turmoil and upheaval in the world and um, same thing with not only with Uh, career choices with relationships they are breaking the boundaries earlier it was uh, again the ego self so people uh, marriages and relationships were meant to either further the families their common interest or further their economic interest etc etc but now it is crossing the barriers it's something it should be authentic if i feel truly i feel it if i don't feel truly that's the end of the thing so a lot of experimentation is going on and i think all this is happening and probably uh, oroville is part of that process <laughs> caught up uh, i'm sure um, oroville also is a step towards the yoga entering into the world and so now the yoga is going on all over the world that's something very beautiful so in keeping with that uh, we can read a little bit um, from about these new children shall we do that okay yeah. unless somebody has some other suggestion <clears throat> course it's a well known passage it's always beautiful to read it yes got the page page 343 But I like in the beginning of that. Also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a lot of beautiful Very lines. Nice, beautiful Maybe we could, yeah. yeah. <coughs> And we can start from page three forty-two itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <coughs> in anguish, we labor that from us may rise. Or you want to read even few lines above? Few lines above. Okay. Why don't you start? Um, where shall we begin? Three forty-two. Yes. Um, <clears throat> In a brute world that knows not its own sense, thought racked upon the wheel of birth, we live. The instruments of an impulse not our own. 
move to achieve with our heart's blood for price. Half knowledge, half creations that soon tire. This is the old fiasco. Yeah. Shivindra doesn't want to repeat it. <clears throat> half knowledge, half creations. Yeah. And uh, they rise to a point and then they collapse. That's why even the overmind creation, the creation of the gods, is bound to collapse. And why repeatedly Mother speaks uh, speaks of going beyond the gods and not being bound by them is because yes. uh, even their creations, they reach a point and though the gods themselves are not ignorant, it, it won't be correct to call them ignorant, but still they leave room and space for ignorance. <laughs> they are not all-knowing. So they have something in between and the creation built by them. They try to uplift it, it reaches a point, and then it cannot endure, it collapses by its own weight. They cannot annul the law of the inconscient. They can temporarily overpower it. You know, there is a very interesting image of Shiva, which many people may have seen, the image of Nataraj. Okay, he is dancing. Yes. But uh, anyone, anyone remembers the whole image? Of course, we know the Natras, the, 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 the drum is there and Shiva in the dancing pose, but... He's standing on a Ah, that's... that's I, I expected. Anmol will surely... Ah, uh, he would know. You know, he's standing on a being. Yes. And what is the name of that being is Apsmar. You know, basically it means unconsciousness. But the story is very interesting. So, Apsmar has come to vanquish Parvati because Parvati is doing tapasya and this unconsciousness and she is doing tapasya for creation basically creation is rising higher and higher as she does tapasya she has become this one with this creation it's a very beautiful story that she becomes ignorant she forgets Shiva she forgets everything herself and she becomes identified with creation and now she must do tapasya to lift it and toward the end this demon comes to Finish her tapasya. So this demon is Apsmar, his unconsciousness. And you know, he there's no way you can just conquer him. Then Shiva intervenes. And Shiva, he says, You cannot conquer me. He says very clearly, You cannot kill me. So he says, I know I cannot kill you, but I can bind you. So with this, um, uh, you know, his his rhythm. Ultimately, Apsmar, who is the being of unconsciousness, he himself becomes, you know, goes back to his own reality, unconscious and lies at the feet. But he is not dead and gone. So Shiva is dancing on the sea of unconsciousness. This is a typical image of the yogi, yogi on the whirlpool, Shivinda speaks of that. That there is all this below us. So we can rise above it. We can enter a state of consciousness where all this is kept below. But it's neither killed nor transformed. So even, you know, someone great God like Shiva, who changes the cycles of time by his dance steps, yet unconsciousness. You recall four are the great Asuras, one of them is unconsciousness. So Shiva dances on that. So even though they can, they have great power and they can hold things at bay. Again, what does Durga do? Mother says that she pushes the demons back into their den. So, of course, Mahisa Sursi annihilates, but otherwise they go into their den. They are not annihilated. 
that's why she has to come again and again but now it's a totally a new creation where they have to be dissolved so here shobindra is speaking about half creations that soon tire <clears throat> a foiled immortal soul in perishing limbs baffled and beaten back we labor still and old frustrated spent we still survive now this is the other paradox um, it's true that there is in us an immortal part and yogis have discovered it mystics have discovered it and the mother speaks of it very beautifully in one of her prayers it's nice to know that there is in in us a part that is immortal that is beautiful but we must also know that there is another part a huge field of unconsciousness on which there has to be a working and just to discover this part and to live only in that and to withdraw from the labor of the world she uses the word for it misguided mysticism is driven by the ego yes. so there is all right there is a beautiful part in us people have discovered the soul very often people say yes shubindo also speaks what everybody speaks there is a soul within us and there is god above yes shubindo speaks what everyone speaks but he brings in a new dynamic character to the whole thing soul within us is not there helplessly trapped but it's here with a purpose and a work to assist the manifestation which is the whole story of nara and narayana coming together the soul within the human portion has to assist the work of the divine part divine self and the two together fight the battle so this the you know secret of it so it it's here with a purpose not to run away his nature we must put on as he as put, he put ours. ours and we then, are sons of god yes and must, must be, be even as he and similarly god above is not just a door of escape but he is here to fulfill himself so we have this uh, that's why you know we it, it doesn't tire and, and really i i mean I, i often feel i put it little humorously that well thousand times if one has to take birth wonderful i don't want to take a school bag and go to the school to once again study all this stuff in a, in a body with which is prone to decay and <laughs> disorder this is not worthy it is nothing to do with oneself it is not worthy as a temple of the lord what kind of uh, with all its uh, perfection and mechanisms still it is prone to error prone to disease prone to decay this temple must be beautiful there must be a way there must be some change brought in here so he is putting it very beautifully a foiled immortal soul in perishing limbs look at the word foiled in anguish we labor that from us may rise a larger seeing man with nobler heart a golden vessel of the incarnate truth the executor of the divine attempt equipped to wear the earthly body of god that's it so that's what all our creation has all our aspirations tend towards that so what will be the nature of this so beautifully in you know four words he is summarizing the new creation mm-hmm. which he'll elaborate what will be this new being 
communicant and prophet and lover and king so he is not just you know a sage and seer and saint uh, even that is the old fiasco the seer and saint are the apex of the old creation to have a glimpse of god's glory is wonderful they had a glimpse from somewhere through the veil but they saw a glimpse the mystic even that is the old creation in the new creation at once we'll have the seer the hero the servant of god the lover of humanity and all these together in one single package you know it's a new package <laughs> so and this this is a wonderful line oh yes i know that thy creation cannot fail at one place shubindu says another line in this very uh, canto he says how shall the end be vain when god is guide yes these are lines to remember always you know those who worry about the third world war and those who worry <coughs> about all kinds of stupidity they must remember this I know that thy creation cannot fail for even through the mists of mortal thought infallible are thy mysterious steps and though necessity dons the garb of chance hidden in the blind shifts of fate she keeps the slow calm logic of infinity space and the inviolate sequence of its will you know these lines are so liberating people struggle and try for this experience that mukti that liberation but you know what does what do some of the greatest shastras say they say they don't worry about that you should do what you are here to do and when the time has come then the divine will grant you the liberation it's a very different kind of a thought altogether that even the stress that i must have liberation and i am leaving out something you can't do it you you are not allowed so wherever we are in whatever circumstances of life we must do our best strive to be the best in that and if we go through that then a time comes when we have done with this schooling and a hand from above comes and takes us out of this mess of ignorance so we often do it the other way round we say oh my situation is bad my circumstances don't allow me let me just withdraw from that and try to find liberation there are people who do it they sit for you know they join they become monks they join monasteries ashrams and they live for decades but no liberation you can't have it like that so so that's why you will see the this ashram is made in a very unique way you will have the life experience in the experience of the world there is no way you can just cut it short very interestingly in fact um, when mother was asked uh, you know about people here <laughs> let me not qualify further <laughs> uh, so she said only a handful are doing sadhana oh is it yes what are the others here for she says to give to them the experience of the world you cannot escape it at least i have seen number of ashrams and monasteries and while it's very nice on the surface you know convents i have grown up in a convent which is kind of quasi monastery if you like 
So appearance are very nice. If, if you are so peaceful, everybody is engaged in sadhana. <laughs> Scratch below the surface and you will see the same human nature. I have seen Swamiji's in a famous, well-known, uh, I mean genuine, um, greatest of greatest yogis and uh, his ashram. And uh, two Swamis quarreling over who should have actually gone to cut the ribbon. So the senior Swami was very hurt that the younger one was called to cut the ribbon. Because he is senior, he has been living in the ashram for many decades. How come a youngster has gone and been asked to? So you know, it because it's human nature, it's everywhere. So we should not be misled. You know, sometimes when people live in a certain, certain context, uh, they forget, uh, they don't know about others. So they think, oh, here only we have issues. Of course we have issues. We have issues. Sometimes in Auroville people feel, for example, oh, Auroville is a difficult and challenging place. Of course it's difficult and challenging. So one answer is that you chose for it, you signed up for it. Uh, you didn't sign up for doing an easy task. Um, other day someone was telling me, it reminds me of Auroville, said, you know, I came to Auroville because of uh, utopia, the promise of utopia. I said, yes, it's a promise. Promise doesn't mean it's realized. <laughs> I said, just imagine you have come to build a utopia. Imagine if you, uh, you know, normally we build a business <coughs> empire, we build half creations that soon tire and collapse. Mm. Imagine participating in building a utopia. Let it take generations. But uh, what a wonderful task divine has given you. Yes. So very often when we, you know, think that, oh, <coughs> like Auroville is difficult, ashram is difficult. So, sometimes I ask it the other way, is world easy? Try living out there. <laughs> is any monastery easy? I have seen. I have seen very closely, not because of my personal interest, but I have been somehow wandering around, not, not seeking anything, but because of some relation, somebody <laughs> Same issues. Absolutely same issues. Quarrels. Who will, if somebody becomes the head of a particular department... Other people feel a bit jealous and they feel, oh, he is closer to the master. So that's what should be in the nose. So he doesn't want to repeat the same old fiasco. <laughs> so, uh, yet we must remember, what we must remember is that thy creation cannot fail. For even through the mist of mortal thought, infallible are thy mysterious steps. And, and the slow calm logic of infinity space. So it's a slow preparation. It's not destruction. Again, people ask, why Why doesn't the new creation suddenly come? And mother would say, can we bear it? Exactly. Would break us. Uh, break earth, and, she said. Yeah, yeah. And I use the <coughs> simple, you know, I am born, brought up in a small, not village, but small township. So I have all my images from there. <laughs> there, there was those days the chula, you know, that uh, fire which you cook, cook the chapati, roti and everything, mm -hmm. uh, and the earthen pot. So one thing that I learned is that uh, I have, we all have food everywhere, but that food had a special taste. I'm sure some of us who have had it would agree. And what is the reason? It's not about, you know, gas is bad or micro is bad. It's just that this slow cooking process prepares a delicious food. Otherwise, it either gets burnt or it's just not right. Some elements remain uncooked. Something or the other goes. So, if we have too much temperature, you can't cook food because everything will be burnt. 
If you have two less, then again you will have unprepared. But we need to have the right temperature. So if we try to somehow accelerate, it doesn't work like that. The slow, calm logic of infinity space. It knows the steps. The divine knows what experiences we should go through. And, and that inviolate yes, sequence of, of its, its will. will. It has arranged everything. Yes. In a way, you can't yes. just... All life is fixed in an ascending scale. And adamantine is the evolving law. Even if for a short while, you have to go through these steps and phases. You can't leap. So, in the beginning is prepared the close. So this is, you know, we are, we should be happy that uh, in the beginning is prepared the close from two angles we can take it. That in the beginning of creation is prepared the destiny of creation, which is to become God because God is in the beginning. Uh, at another level, in the beginning of initiation into a spiritual life already means that you are marked out for it and the destiny is certain. And that's why you see in the beginning when people are initiated or in Shurbindo's yoga where we are not initiated like that but we feel a call, we turn, we, we are drawn whatever way. You'll see that many people have some very interesting beautiful experiences in the beginning. Oh yes. And then they get veiled and they wonder what has happened, what has gone wrong. <laughs> and Shurbindo was asked this and he answered very beautifully. He said, it comes like a promise. But you have to go through the whole process. It's a promise that this is how it will be. So in the beginning is prepared the close. So when we come to let's say Auroville or Ashram, already it means that we are, it's destined. The aspiration with which we have come here, the aspiration could be simply uh, being forever mother's child, to live always in the mother, union with the divine, whatever aspiration. That aspiration means it has been granted. You cannot aspire and ask for something which is not granted. So yes. this is the beauty of it that in the beginning is prepared that close and gives so much hope to all of us. The rest is journey. We have bought the ticket or rather somebody has bought the ticket, made our reservations. We are sitting in the train and the train will reach. If it's one of those old-time, slow-moving Indian trains, it'll reach maybe after four days, late trains, so many other things. But it's going to reach. So, And I think that's a wonderful thought to live by. And even those who get off the train are not forgotten. They're not forgotten. They only have wandered into a station for a while. That ticket will, you know, important. we had olden times. Again, all these images have taught me so many things. I don't know now it's there or not, but there used to be something called as break journey. I don't know if, if, whether it's there in the Western context or not, but in India you have. If you buy a rail ticket, you can break your journey. Now the interesting part about this breaking your journey is not that you can break it anywhere. You have to go to a certain number of kilometers, then you can break your journey. And this break means couple of days or something. There is a limit to the break journey. And then you have to get back into the train. So, yes, we can break our journey. But this break journey is allowed only after a certain period of advance. And then only for a short period. So, if you think that by breaking the journey, you are, you know, um, for example, some people uh, may want to, you know, get back to a normal life. 
यू कैनॉट स्टे बियॉन्ड ए सर्टन टाइम हैप्पीली इट्स नॉट लाइक हैप्पीली एवर आफ्टर गेट बैक इन दू गेट बैक इन टू द ट्रेन द ट्रेन विल की विस्लिंग कम अगेन एवरीबडी विल पुश यू देन इवेंचुअली यू से माई गॉड लेट मी गेट इन टू इट सो सो ब्रेक जर्नी येस यू कैन हैव अ ब्रेक जर्नी and then we can read some of these yes. uh, last few lines <clears throat> this strange irrational product of the mire <laughs> man irrational product why irrational because how is it that out of mud thinking man is immersed yeah. so shubhendra says if you talk about irrationality this is the most irrational thing to happen mud is not rational <laughs> dust is not rational and yet it has created a rational thinking creature called man this compromise between the beast and god is not the crown of thy miraculous world and mother put it so beautifully man has one leg in humanity and the other in animality and yet he is a candidate for divinity <laughs> so <laughs> but see again every day experience of life when we walk we leave a step behind and the step that is behind has to be taken up and put forward so one leg is in humanity the other in animality we have to take out the leg from animality and then we have to proceed and then take off the leg from humanity so some people keeping the leg in animality try to take off from the human humanity side it dangerous to do that you cannot do it will fall back yeah. there there are people who think oh we are not human we are super human beings we are elite of tomorrow so start behaving like that and they don't realize that if you take off the leg which is rooted in humanity right now you will just be standing with one leg in animality and if you try from there to take a leap into the super humanity you won't because there are steps inevitable sequence you can't jump from animality to divinity it's an impossibility what we have to do is take off the leg from animality that itself is a not a, in synthesis of yoga shubhendra speaks of it he says the first thing that is to be done is to disengage the buddhi the intellect from its activity which is turned outwards and downwards and to turn it upward and inward first thing other things will remain there but try disengaging one part then slowly it will begin to lift the rest of the being because until that happens with the leg in animality we cannot hope so and several places say make the crude stuff more refined so then once we reach a certain degree of humanness and yet we know that the other leg has to go there then the next step will be humanity and divinity and then we take it off from there and there is a divine humanity so i know there shall inform the inconscient cells at one with nature and at height with heaven a spirit vast as the containing sky and swept with ecstasy from invisible founts a god come down and greater by the fall marvelous line slain is a whole subject for meditation yeah, basu gave an entire talk on that yes, line yes i i know that he, um, you know that you know that i mean the, i have not read yeah, the talk but i am aware of that brilliant brilliant 
would you like to share something from his perspective? If the God comes down and becomes greater by the fall, that's the evolution. Yeah, and also uh, it's it, it it this line at least how it <clears throat> revealed itself to <clears throat> me. I remember this in the same context of Dr. Basu. Uh, this was my first visit to the U.S. and uh, I had gone with Dr. Oh. Basu, uh. and we had all gone to somebody's <clears throat> house, and he asked this lady, "Have you seen this? Read this marvelous line in Savitri? God come down and greater yeah. by the fall." I was quite sleepy, tired with the jet lag, and while two were discussing, I took leave and went off to rest. But this line kept on, you know, going inside my head. When I woke up, I had my own understanding about this line. <laughs> One was that, uh, you know, the gods in their high realms are, um, they still lack something. And for that something, they need to come down into matter and receive the touch from matter, exactly. the psychic impulsion. Exactly. So when gods come down, they actually ascend higher. They at least open the doors to ascending higher. Right? It's there in our mythologies that even if the gods want to evolve, they have to take a human body. So this is the marvel of the human body. And since it is speaking of the human body, at one place, Mother says, that right now the gods do not consent to tie themselves to a human yes, body. Yes. But with the supramental creation, they will be happy. It will be a privilege to come down and take a human body. Because it would mean no more being a subject to ignorance. But in the fullness of the plenary supramental illumination. That means normally the gods beyond them. There is something they know, but they cannot really enter into it because they will get dissolved. Now there is another way to get at it. They are fixed typal worlds in their own worlds. But if they take a supramentalized human body, because he is speaking it in the context of there shall inform the inconscient cells, a spirit. Now when that spirit mm. begins to inform these cells, then gods will have another way to touch the great mystery of which from which they are born, but of which they do not know. They have to just take a human body. And Becoming greater way. by the fall. Becoming greater by the fall. So, this was just all these meanings had come, revelations at that yeah. point of time, and yeah. I'm sure that's how, you know, Savitri reveals itself. So, maybe we can... Yeah, uh, we can stop here. We can stop here. It's a marvelous we'll leave the children yeah. for next we time. leave the children, or maybe we'll start creation <coughs> and the creator... If somebody has any suggestions, it will be very nice. Yes, certainly. But then we can, uh, otherwise, uh, the other huge topic which can continue for God knows how long is creation and the creator. It includes everything. In a way, it is important because I feel uh, there are several viewpoints. And each of these uh, viewpoints, born from some experience, partial or otherwise, gives rise to a certain attitude we have towards creation and the creator. Yes. And this attitude gives birth to certain kinds of behaviors and actions. And yes. it's important to get back to what is the relation of the creator to the creation. Are they forever separated, for example? Or are they in the deepest essence one? This itself will change the way we orient towards life, towards world and towards uh, everything else. Just to put it, you know, just like a
प्रोमो सो सी इफ क्रिएटर एंड क्रिएशन आर टू सेपरेट फॉर एवर देन ऑल दैट इज नीडेड इज फॉर क्रिएशन टू वर्शिप द क्रिएटर इट कैन नेवर बिकम द क्रिएटर नेवर बिकम वन विद द क्रिएटर देन देर कैन नॉट बी योगा देर विल ओनली बी रिलीजन द मोमेंट यू हैव रिलीजन बिकॉज यू कैन नॉट वन बिकम वन विद क्रिएटर यू विल नेवर नो क्रिएटर बट यू नो सम एस्पेक्ट ऑफ द अदर वेन यू हैव वन एस्पेक्ट ऑफ द अदर दे विल बी कल्ट्स एंड द बिलीवर्स ऑफ द कल्ट एंड द फेथफुल फ्यू विल बी द वंस हु हैव ए लिंक and the others not so there will be conflicts of religions and groups which we see but if we say that the creator and the creation are in essence one then it's not only in me but in everybody so in everyone there is something of the creator so then when we criticize someone a small practical implications of this then in a way we are criticizing the creator you know when you say this painting is horrible so what are we really saying the person who made it is horrible and if we ask the person say baba it's not yet finished these are my palette uh, <laughs> scrapings i have not even started this painting just wait for a while and i'll show you the marvel so this just to you know i i think this will be a wonderful subject to explore but if there is some other suggestion it's most welcome thank you